The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Hey there, thanks for joining me on this episode of The Shalene Show. I want to talk to you about, well, I think it's a topic that's really important, especially this time of the year. While most people would be suggesting ways to help you avoid gaining weight over the holidays, what I want to do is help you set a goal, a goal for yourself that you can accomplish during the holidays so that not only are you entering the new year feeling fit and fabulous, but you're not like all those other people who are trying to figure out how to get back to where they were, but how to take things to the next level in 2016. So this episode is all about making progress, setting a goal for yourself, and accomplishing something pretty incredible during the holiday season. This episode has been recorded live on Periscope. That's right. And I encourage you to follow me on Periscope. Download the app, make sure you're following me, turn on your notifications, and then you'll have your opportunity to have your questions answered live and in person from the comfort of my living room. And you know, it's just one really cool way that we can get to know each other a little bit better. So I invite you to do that and I hope to see you there. So be sure to leave me a comment saying, I found you on Periscope because of your podcast. Okay, let's get to it. The reason why weight loss and weight management and just being healthy in general has been so incredibly important to me and and also to my sister is because we grew up in the Midwest. And I'm sure many of you can relate to growing up, you know, in the 70s and 80s, where we really didn't know much about nutrition, not what we know today anyways. And what little most people did know somehow bypassed my family. Everything was about food, convenience, carbs, sugary treats, grape soda, uh, hostess cupcakes. Like I can't even describe for you what my nutrition was like growing up. It was absolutely horrible. And we didn't know any better. I remember my dad, we lived above a gro- not a grocery store, we called them candy stores or we called them, we grew up ab- above a party store, a corner store, if you will, you know, where they sold chips and soda and alcohol and just like a mini mart, if you will. And it was just below our home. We kind of lived up on a hill and we could walk down the hill. And I remember when my mom was doing something and wasn't there to make us dinner, my dad would walk all of us kids down to the convenience store and we would pick something out of the refrigerator to eat for dinner. And I remember him saying like, this stuff must be good for you. Look at this label. It says it'll last three weeks. This sandwich will last three weeks. It's got to have something good in there that's going to make us live longer. Like if the sandwich can live this long, it's got to help us to live longer. You know, and it wasn't uncommon for us to have deep fried ice cream for dinner. I remember coming home from school and having sugary cereals and washing that down with chocolate fudge. And I just, 
had no healthy eating habits whatsoever. And everyone on both sides of my family, both my mom's side and my dad's side, they're all overweight. And the one thing they all always talked about, the number one topic of every get together was one thing, dieting, diets. Who's on a diet? Who's not on a diet? How much weight has he lost? How much weight has she gained? Oh, did you see her? She's gotten so much smaller. Oh, did you see him? He's gotten so big. Oh, he's fallen off his diet. Oh, she's back off her diet again. Like that's all anyone ever talked about was dieting and everyone was overweight. And so my association as a child was that dieting meant you would be overweight. That was the association I made as a kid. So anytime I heard the word diet, I thought, oh, that's bad. That's going to make you blow up. I literally had a very negative connotation with the word diet. That was the number one thing working in my favor. The number two thing that worked in my favor is that my mother, Marge Melvin, not once do I ever remember her as a child ever herself talking about her own weight, her own body image, our body image, our weight. She never compared herself to other women. My dad never talked to us about our bodies. We were always led to believe that we could get strong. They never talked about our weight. So I didn't grow up with two things. I didn't grow up thinking I was supposed to go on a diet, number one. I didn't grow up believing there was anything wrong with my body. And unfortunately for so many of you, you did from a very early age think that there was something wrong with your body. And most oftentimes that's because one or more of the adults in your life projected their own insecurities onto you. The things that they say to children, not meaning to do any harm, but things like, are you sure you want another one of those? Or your sister can wear those pants, but I don't know if you should. Or, you know, you're getting a little thick around the middle. Like those are relatively kind comments. And then there are the cruel, mean, hurtful comments of, quite frankly, adults who were ignorant. Ignorant to the damage and the pain that they would cause young children and the beliefs they would carry about their own body long past their childhood and into their adulthood and and to believe that that's still a problem area even though you look amazing and you're perfect. Well, luckily, I didn't have that, um, I didn't have that start. My mom was an amazing example of someone who, and even if she didn't feel that way, I believed that she loved her body. And so that helped me to feel as though I, there was no shame in my body. And I share that with you, you know, because you might be thinking to yourself, well, that's great. Well, what can I do with that? You know, because I didn't have that. So what am I supposed to do with that? If I didn't have that, I'll tell you what you can do with it. You can make sure that you never make those comments to a child and that you remember those comments were made by someone who's projecting their own hangups about their body on you and you didn't deserve them. You're perfect. You're perfect just as you are. But if you've decided that this holiday you want to know and you believe that you have control, you have control over you and you understand that and that's exciting to you, well then this is your episode because What I want to share with you are some tips that will help you not only avoid the typical weight gain most people experience from Halloween into the second year or the second week of New Year, but how to actually lose weight during 
those weeks and perhaps even months. Now there's so many conflicting, there's so much conflicting data and information about the average amount of weight gain during the holidays. I've seen everything from two pounds to 16 pounds. So let's face it, it doesn't really matter what the average is. All we know is that we have a goal for ourselves. So let's not worry about what anyone else's goal is. Let's talk about how you have complete control over your body. Yes, you do. And that's the very first thing that you must accept before we go any further. If you do not believe that you have control over your body and how you care for it, if you're not yet there, well, then I'm going to encourage you to go do something else because this you're not going to receive this message. You're just not ready for it. But if you're ready to receive that and you understand that you do have control, well, then let's get to it. Your first step is not to just roll with the punches, not to drift into the holidays, not to allow the holidays to happen to you, but to set a goal. Write that down. Number one, set a goal for yourself for the holidays, a health and fitness goal, a weight goal, if you will. But either way, it must be a goal as defined the way a SMART goal is defined, which means it needs specificity. So you can't say, I'm going to lose weight this holiday season. There's nothing specific about that. You lose a half an ounce and you've met your goal. I need specificity. So here are some examples. I'm going to exercise six days a week. I am going to lose seven pounds. I will reduce my body fat by 4%. I will get an additional two hours of sleep per night in addition to the average I'm getting right now. Set a very specific goal for yourself that has measure and a fast approaching deadline. So you need the measure and the date. Now, because the holidays is over the course of the next two months, I recommend that you have two dates. That's going to get you that opportunity to have some quick success. Maybe there's a goal that you set for yourself right after Thanksgiving or the uh, 15th of December, and then another goal on the 15th of January. Set a date and give it specificity. That's key. That is key. Otherwise, you drift into the holidays. And number one, you're not going to come out of it any healthier, and you may come out even worse. Because when we let life just take us where it will, and we don't understand that we have control of ourselves, well, then that's how you end up feeling like a victim. Now, we're not just necessarily talking about weight because some of you don't have any weight to lose, or you're very happy with the weight that you're at, or, or it's not even about your weight. You just want to feel better. You want to feel stronger. You want to feel, you want to have more energy. You want to have more creativity. You want to, you want to do something you've never done before. You want to master a handstand, or you want to be able to run a 5K. It's your health and fitness goal, and it doesn't have to be about weight loss. It should be something specific, something with measure, and it needs to have a date, preferably two dates. Number two, you need accountability. Did you get that? You need accountability. Let's face it. The one person we are so quick to let down is ourselves, right? I mean, you wouldn't flake on someone you just met. You know, someone you just met, you say, hey, you, you want to meet for coffee? And you're not going to flake on them. You just won't because you're not a flake. But you'll take something major, something really, really important and you'll flake on it if the only person you're letting down is you, and you know that's true. But if somebody else is involved, you won't let them down. So there must be 
This is essential. There must be accountability. Other people must be involved. Now, don't pick an accountability partner that's quick to let you off the hook. Don't pick an accountability partner who you can't keep accountable. Pick an accountability partner or get involved with a challenge, an online group, a community, a place where you actually have to check in, not an online community where you can be completely anonymous. That's not accountability. That's support. I'm not talking about support. I'm talking about accountability. I'm talking about joining someone's challenge, but it's got to be someone who you're willing to let them call you on it when you try to flake. It needs to be the type of accountability that has you check in and where you feel as though you've let the group down if you don't follow through. Number three, You got these so far? You taking notes? Excellent, excellent, excellent. My number three tip is this. You must decide what you will sacrifice. There has got to be some sacrifices. That means for me personally, not baking as much. If I know that I can't help but eat as I go when I'm baking, then I have to make a decision that I am not baking that instead I'm going to bring people a a bottle of wine or something else other than like a nice aromatic candle. But I don't have to bring them something that adds extra weight to them and to me. So that's a sacrifice. That's a decision that I have to make. It also might be a sacrifice that you make that you're not going to say yes to every party invite. Now, I don't know if you work in an office, but if you do, you know that the holidays, one of the reasons why people gain so much weight is because everybody uses the holiday lunchroom or the lunchroom at your office as the place to bring everything that didn't get eaten at home and put it in the center of the table, the lunch table for everybody else to munch on. And then there are lunchtime parties and then there are um, cookie giveaways and then there are, you know, it's just Everything revolves around food and sweets and more sugar and more sugar and more butter and more carbs. And before long, you feel guilty because you didn't have a taste and you didn't eat a few of these. and You don't want to hurt so-and-so's feelings. So you're going to have to make a sacrifice. And I don't think there's any problem with you saying, oh, I wish I could. I'm just, I'm not available. You don't have to tell them, hey, I don't feel like drinking all the extra alcohol after work on Friday. You know what? I don't feel like I need to be a part of all of these festivities. Just say no. And you don't have to tell people why. You can say I'm so far behind because of the holidays. You can make up another reason and you, because not everybody wants to feel like, oh, so you think the rest of us are eating poorly. Oh, I see. Mr. or Mrs. Fitness can't join us for the cookie exchange. Oh, I get it. Like, you know, you don't need that grief. So just tell them you have something else planned, but you must sacrifice in certain areas. You know, you don't have to show up to every single party. You don't have to get there so early that the only thing to do besides small talk with people that you don't know and you don't like that much is eat. Like we don't know what to do with ourselves, so we just eat. How about you show up late and you make your rounds and you stay away from the goodies table? Just say no and you don't have to tell people why. My fourth and perhaps a two-part step is this. 
Because you've set a goal for yourself, that means you have to do things differently. If you want a better result, if you want a different result, you need to do things differently. We're not talking about just avoiding weight gain. We're talking about actually accomplishing a fitness and or nutrition goal during the holidays. So because you've set a goal for yourself, that means you want to do something different. You want to accomplish something. That means you've got to do things differently. And that's where I'm telling you it is so important that you do a little bit of research before we start and decide upon the most effective exercise and the most effective nutrition plan for you to accomplish your goal. Based on the goal that you've set for yourself, which again includes a date and specificity, now you need to decide what is the most effective diet plan and what is the most effective exercise for me to hit my goal. Let's talk about the most effective diet and the most effective exercise for you. Now, the most effective diet and the most effective exercise plan is the one that you will do. It's the one that you'll do. The most effective exercise, the most effective diet are the one, is the one that you'll follow, but it has to be something new. Because if it's not something new, you're not gonna get a good result. So let me just share with you two that I think are incredibly effective if you haven't already tried them. The first is what is known as intermittent fasting. What is intermittent fasting? Well, it's not necessarily for everyone, but there are many different types of intermittent fasting. And if you've never done one, If you've never tried intermittent fasting, it is something to look into, especially if, here's who I think intermittent fasting is for. Someone who's already eating very clean. You're already within what you think are your specified number of calories. You're already exercising pretty regularly and things aren't moving and they should be. Now, if that's you, well then you might wanna look into intermittent fasting. But like all things, it doesn't necessarily work for everyone, but it's a fantastic way for you to change things up. How do you do that? Intermittent fasting is when you're eating within a very small window. So we're not changing our number of calories. Instead, what we're doing is we're changing the number of hours in which we consume those calories. Now, most of us, we wake up, you eat breakfast around seven, you know, you eat your regular meals, maybe you're having another snack before you go to bed, nine o'clock at night. And then while you're sleeping during the night, obviously you're not eating, so that would be considered fasting. Intermittent fasting is when you're going to extend that period of time that you're not eating and you're giving your digestive system a break. And not only that, you're allowing yourself to dip into your fat stores while your body is, while there's nothing in your stomach. You're you're not processing food, you're actually fasting. So one of the best times to do this is, first of all, do your research because there's all different types of intermittent fasting. There's eating um, within an eight-hour window. There's some people who eat within a five-hour window. There's some people who eat within a 10-hour window. Ideally, intermittent fasting, ideally, if you want to start off with it, I would recommend that you do it within an eight-hour window. And of course, you want to wean yourself onto that. But there's so many different types of intermittent fasting. But what I really like about it is you don't necessarily have to change your calories. You can eat all the same amount of food that you normally do. You just eat it within a shorter period of time. How cool is that, right? So for example, you might have your first meal at noon and your last meal or be done eating by 8 p.m. and then there's no more food. Then the rest of the time your body is no longer processing the food that you're digesting. It's actually tapping into fat stores. Now there's a lot of research to support that this way of eating is optimal for body fat loss and you'll also find people who try it and it doesn't work for them. What I'm suggesting that you do is your research. 
and that you take a look at what works best for you, but you got to do something different and this is the best time to do it. Ironically, most people don't start a diet until January. Well, I'm telling you that one of the best times to do it is now, right now when you have control, when you have a reason why you get to say no when you don't want to go to the cookie exchange or you don't want to be the person that's making all the sweets and bringing them to people's parties. So take a look at intermittent fasting. I think it's a fantastic idea. Are there other programs out there? Are there other diet plans that you can try that'll work? Yes, but I'm talking about doing something you've never done before and changing the window of the hours that you eat. That's known as intermittent fasting. Two fantastic resources for intermittent fasting. One is DrSarahSolomon.com and the second one is 8HourAbDiet.com. That one's by my friend Melissa McAllister, also known as Melissa Made on Instagram and she's been a guest of the Shaleen Show podcast, so has Dr. Sarah Solomon, and both of them have a diff- completely different approach to intermittent fasting. There isn't, uh, yes, you can have water on intermittent fasting, um, but there isn't just necessarily one approach. I always recommend do your research first, because if it's something that feels like punishment, you shouldn't be doing it. Got me? If it doesn't fit your lifestyle, don't do it, okay? Yeah. So be sure to check out those resources again. That was Dr. Sarah Solomon and Melissa McAllister. Both have very different um, approaches to intermittent fasting. Both of them will share with you uh, their resources and research and science, and I think you'll find them incredibly interesting. Next, what is the ultimate fitness program for weight loss, body fat, losing body fat and changing your physique? Well, as I've said before, the exercise program that you do is the one that works. If you don't put anything into it, if you don't enjoy it, just because you're watching the workout doesn't mean you're going to get results. Just because you're in the class doesn't mean that you're going to burn calories. You actually, it has to be something you put your heart and soul into. It has to be something that you look forward to, that it's challenging for your body and it's new. If you want a different result this holiday season, if you've set a goal for yourself and you want transformation, you've got to try something different. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and think that your body won't adapt. It adapts. So you're going to have to do something that's new and different and a little uncomfortable. Nonetheless, I don't want it to be torturous. I don't want it to feel as though you're beating yourself up. I want it to be fun, but I need it to be different. What we know is that if you have not tried Tabata or high intensity workouts, that these are proven to be one of the best ways to burn fat. Tabata, T-A-B-A-T-A, Tabata, and HIT, H-I-I-T, High Intensity Interval Training. Do your research. Just because something works in intervals doesn't make it high intensity. Just because something's 20 seconds doesn't make it a Tabata. But a word of caution. It has to be different. It has to shock your body. And it has to be something that you even in a, you know, kind of a bizarre way, like, as you're like, this is so hard and I hate it, but I love it. I want there to be like, I hate it and I love it kind of thing. Like if you hate every single second of it and you wake up and you know, I've got to do this workout and I'm dreading it and I hate it, don't do it. I think it robs your spirit of your happiness. There's a workout out there that has the intensity and gets you the results that you want and you can love it at the same time. 
It's, it's just like finding your soulmate. You've got to search for it. But I'm telling you, because you've set a goal for yourself, even those of you who exercise all the time, I want you to try something you've never done before. Something that shocks your body. Something you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. I've never tried it. I've never tried it. I'm going to feel like an idiot. I'm going to look like an idiot. I'm going to be the new person. That's okay. Here's the good news. When you're new to something is when you burn the most calories. After you've already mastered the workout and you're like the best one at it and you want everybody else to try it, you're burning the fewest amount of calories because your body's already got it down. It's not difficult. It's not hard. So when we try something new that's outside outside of our own comfort zone, that's when we get results. Now, it's important that you remember this needs to be a realistic goal. I don't want you to set yourself up for failure. Set a fast approaching deadline, set a date, put some measure in place, make those sacrifices, find an accountability partner, someone who you truly will not want to let down, decide that you're worth it, and know once and for all, this is something you have control over. Nobody else can tell you what to eat or when to eat or how to eat or how often to exercise. That's up to you. And if you care about your body, if you care about what you're putting into your body, if you care about the words that come out of your mouth and how you treat people and the energy that you have and the health that you have and the way that you want to live your life, then you have to realize that this is so important. I mean, this matters more than most. You've got to make you a priority. Isn't that the truth? And I always tell people, if you are a entrepreneur who doesn't have a fitness plan, then you have an incomplete business plan. Leaders, entrepreneurs, you more than anyone, you need a fitness plan and a plan must be written and a plan must be adhered to and a plan must place you first. Make yourself a priority. When people tell me they don't have time to exercise, what I say to them is, why don't you tell me the truth and say, it's not a priority for me to exercise. I didn't have time to exercise today. You might as well say, I didn't make it a priority to exercise today. Because if something's a priority, we do it. I mean, no matter what you have on your schedule today, if the school calls and says, hey, uh, Johnny fell off of the swing and he broke his arm, you didn't plan for that. You don't have time for it today, but you make it a priority. And you go to the school and you take care of your child. Make your health a priority. Because it's difficult for people to look at you and see you as a success when clearly you're not taking care of you physically. It's difficult for people to see you as a leader and to see you as someone who they can trust when you're not taking care of you. And the holidays is one of the most important times for you to exercise because it's easy to get stressed out by family, financial demands. Work tends to fall off. For those of you who are in business for yourself, sometimes business tends to drop off during the holidays. So it is during the holidays where it is important more than any other time that you exercise. When you exercise, you reduce your stress. When your stress levels are low, you help to reduce your body fat. Thank you so much for listening to this live recorded version of The Shalene Show here on Periscope. If you haven't yet jumped on Periscope, the coolest of the cool people are here and we encourage you to join us because then you can interact live and you can ask your questions and you can get your feedback and and we can just connect live and in person. And we invite you to do that. For those of you who have taken the time to write me a review for The Shalene Show on iTunes, I love you. My gift, my, my, my love language, 
my love language is words of affirmation. So every time you write a review for me on The Shaleen Show, you've you've given me like my gift. I would rather you do that than send me a gift or buy me flowers or give me a back rub or anything else. For me, my love language is words of affirmation. So thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for being a part of The Shaleen Show. And I would love to share with you a gift because it's my honor to have you listen to the show. Now, as you know, I'm like crazy excited about Periscope. So I wanna share with you a free report that I've put together to help you jump on Periscope and build your business. I've seen people go from complete obscurity to build a brand, a following, an email list, and quit their job in less than 60 days. Now that doesn't mean everybody can do it, but if anyone can do it, you can. And I wanna share with you the shortcuts. To download my free report, go to scopeisdope.com. And until next time, y'all, I had so much fun and I love you for listening.